Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dermatilla Diaries. Today my guest Michelle Steinbach from Manitoba, Canada is here to discuss her personal journey with compulsive skin picking as well as the methods she's implemented into her life to manage it successfully. Michelle's aim is now to provide hope to others so welcome Michelle. Thank you very much Kim and I'm really happy to be here. I'm really grateful for this opportunity. Oh I'm so ha- I'm so happy to sit with you well you you know other side of the world yeah. but we're sitting together yeah. <laughs> having this conversation um because I think your story your journey with dermatillomania can help others um that want to be able to successfully manage their skin picking long term and so I think it would be great to kick things off with understanding a little bit more about yourself as well as your your personal journey with skin picking yeah no thank you so much um Yeah, I just want to say, like, before I start, um, that this is the journey that I've gone through. And, you know, I I just hope, yeah, to inspire others. Like, I actually have the first, my first memory with the skin picking is I was a flower girl. And I was, um, you know, at a wedding, and I was really nervous. And so I started picking a scar on my on my arm and I still you know kind of have it and it's interesting how it began because it began when my brain was really developing um unfortunately my um, my dad passed away when I was three years old and as a kid you don't know how to express your emotions of like I'm feeling anxiety I'm feeling this and um I'm a very sensitive, uh, you know, I'm very sensitive, very empathetic. And um, I was just soaking up all the, just the anxiety around me that, you know, that, you know, people didn't intentionally to bring on me, but as a sensitive child, you're just soaking up all those feelings and stuff. And so then how I coped with that was through picking my skin. Um, It's, it was hard because, you know, there's photos of me where I had scars on my arms and legs and it's, that's how I was, you know, coping. And during just growing up, it would come off and on. Um, I would just pick my legs, pick my arms. And it was, it was something that I realized it was, it was not good when I had to end up getting stitches from it. Um, when I was about 15. And so after that, after getting stitches, I I had stopped for a bit and then I had gotten a concussion. And then that's when it went the, that's when it went full tilt, like where I started picking my face, my chest. Um, and that was in about 2017. And so, yeah, that was kind of my journey with, with, with picking and yeah thank you so much for sharing that because I know it's not an easy journey to discuss it's not something that we talk about freely to anyone and everyone Um, and that takes a lot of courage and I'm I'm really grateful that you're here and and discussing your journey with me and I appreciate it Um, I, I would like to ask what do you think what, what do you think was the change, you know, when you had that concussion at 17 mm-hmm. years old, what do you think triggered 
the change, you know, from certain areas of your body that you were uh, kind of grazing and skin picking around to going to other areas and, and potentially amplifying the skin picking episodes? Yeah, you know, that's a question I'm still um, discovering myself as well. Um, I think there's the brain is so uh, interesting. And what I've learned is, um, is creating like new neural pathways to, you know, so I guess my, my brain, when I got the concussion, since it was a big stressor, like it was um, a really hard time. I had a breakup during that time. My dog died during that time. There was just a lot going on. And so I guess my body just went back to the, what I always knew is picking and, I think that's since I was experiencing so much hard times in my life, I was, that's just what was comfortable to me. And that was what um, I knew how to cope. And I realized, yeah, how it was just, it was just really hurting. It really hurting me. And, um, but that's just, how I was able to cope during that time. And, um, or that's how I was, that's where I thought that I could, you know, that was how I could cope. And yeah. Yeah. And it, it sounds similar to when I say, um, that's compulsive skin picking and, and any body focused repetitive behavior really mm-hmm. um, can be used as a bit of like a, a safety blanket. Um, mm-hmm. when you, whatever it is like stressed or worried upset um and you need something to kind of soothe you um it's very easy when when we know something that long term doesn't help us but in the moment it makes us feel like a you know a sense of satisfaction yeah Mm -hmm. definitely yeah Mm -hmm. i'm sorry that um that you experienced all those things at once that must have been incredibly overwhelming um and from from one person to another who understands skin picking, um, I can understand yeah. why you went to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, no, no, yeah, don't go through it. Don't have a concussion and don't, you know, with breakup. That's not a good mix, no. <laughs> well, it, yeah, unfortunately, we can't, we can't write out how we'd like things to no, go. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I know you'd mentioned off the call about some things that have helped you over time. And now you've got to a, a stage where you are managing it successfully daily and, you know, you're not feeling the urge to skin pick as much. And I'd love to understand more about what you've, what you've been doing um, that journey of self-discovery to, to get you to that point where you can, you know, you've, you've been able to successfully distance yourself from this coping mechanism yeah no for sure um yeah it's been about five months now that I've been able to uh, refrain from from picking and there is oh man there's so much that it's not it was not just like a light switch it took years of therapy and um with therapy I feel like I remember someone telling me hey Michelle you know, I really think you should go to therapy. And at first I was offended. I was like, who do you think I am telling me to go to therapy? I'm not, you know, I'm not. Yeah. But now my perspective on it 
has changed drastically where I think everyone, everyone would benefit from, from therapy. Um, and so with therapy, it really helped me become more aware of the picking because sometimes I wasn't like, she would always ask me, well, what are your thoughts during skin picking? What are your thoughts? I'm like, well, I don't know. I just, it's a, it's a numbing feeling, you know, you're just, it, it, it numbs you and you're, it's almost stops you from thinking, but then having that awareness, bringing awareness to like, okay, I'm wanting to pick right now. And, and then I think that leads to, for me, I would always tell someone when I want to pick, even if I like, I did end up picking after I was, I told someone, I was like, Hey, I really feel like picking right now. Hey. And then they would, and then just having that person where it can be, you know, a couple of people or just people that you trust that can just, when you say things out loud, there's such power to it. Um, it helps your uh, frontal cortex kind of ignite instead of the amygdala, the fight or flight. Um, it, it helps just kind of, yeah, kind of rationalizing it in a way. And so um, I think that was, that was really big and noticing triggers. Like for me, mirrors were very much a trigger. So sometimes I would take steps to like, okay, instead of washing my hands in the bathroom, I would wash my hands in the kitchen, in the kitchen kind of thing. And so becoming very much having a lot of self-realization, like um, for me, like uh, when I go out to social events, I can experience social anxiety. So I always make sure I have a fidget with me, even I'm like fidgeting right now, you know, kind of thing, you know, right. Like I'm just, it's important to like, okay, well, I'm going to do this and I might, you know, be a little bit triggered there. So, you know, I'm going to bring fidget with me. And, and it was from a lot of trial and error because there was times where I didn't bring the fidget and then I would end up picking my skin casually almost kind of secretly while I'm talking, I'm talking with friends and stuff, you know? And yeah. So it's just really about like knowing yourself. Um, and I think also for me, I kind of try to refrain to use like my skin picking or, um, I am a picker, like almost kind of not labeling as this is who you are, Mm -hmm. but that, this is what you're experiencing. This is what your um, mechanism right now. You're not, because when you almost label it as your own, you feel like this is me, you know? So I always try to, to refer it to the picking or I, you know, just, I experience skin picking kind of thing. And, um, and I think there was a lot of times where I would say, okay, never again, from this day on, I'm never going to do that again. So I realized that was not a realistic, um, a realistic kind of thing. And so I tried just doing for September last year, I was like, you know what, just this month. And at that time I had already kind of done a lot of like, yeah, like again, a lot of therapy, a lot of self-realization, um, you know, more creating new neural pathways in my brain, trying to replace, um, you know, what I've been used to for so long, it's been deeply rooted. And that's why I think, you know, anyone can overcome this because it was so deeply rooted when I was like three years old and my brain was still developing. And so I was just saying, okay, just September, I'm not going to pick just, yeah. And then that can, for others, it can be like 
you know what? Yeah, I'm just only going to pick one time today instead of two or instead of this many times. Like, it's just like that setting yourself little goals. And then by the time October rolled around, I'm like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. Or like, I don't, I, you know, by the time you just kind of felt like, well, I, I don't feel like I really, you know, I don't know. Like I want to continue with this. And, um, and yeah. And just one more thing of like, I had lots of people in my life. Like even I had a, like a boyfriend who on my worst days of picking um, where there would be scars on my face, all that kind of stuff. He would be like, I believe, I believe in you. And having someone who believes in your recovery is, is huge because sometimes on the days where you don't feel like you can recover, um, having someone who does is, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Um, yeah. So, and yeah, that's, I guess what I've, yeah. Amazing. So, so it's been a a collection, um, Mm -hmm. of, of things that have helped really. Um, it's been, working with a professional um, therapist to, uh, I'm guessing it was it talking therapy that you used? Yes. Or? Yeah. Yeah, it, it was. Um, and how long was it in total that, I mean, it, it could be still yeah. going, but. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm still in therapy uh, now. Um, I've been in therapy for about three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with therapy, a lot of people go into it being like, okay, cure my depression, cure this, you know, but it's actually a lot of work that you have to do on yourself. It's, you have to, um, you know, really take like, okay, how can I apply this and kind of doing that hard inner self work of rooting. Like that's how I found out with, you know, through my dad passing, that was through therapy. Um, just having those deep realizations can be really hard and kind of just you know, um, just like removing a bandaid, it can be a little bit just, um, difficult, but when you see what's underneath, you're able to more, A, give yourself grace and B, you know, knowing, okay, this is why, you know, cause sometimes I feel like a lot of people that skin pick, they think, well, I feel crazy. Like, this is so weird. Like, I don't know, like, why do I have to, why do I do this? Mm-hmm. And I know I felt those ways too. And, um, you know, and I've just thought, is there a way out of this and stuff like that? And so that's why, like, it's so important to let people know, yeah, there is. And there's a lot of work that, that goes along with it. I think with the talking therapy, based on my own experience with it, mm-hmm. um, yeah. it ties in nicely to what you're saying about, like, that reinforcement when you, when you speak out loud, when you say these things out mm-hmm. loud, um, it, you're kind of rewiring your brain to to look for a different channel of experience of, of um explaining how you're feeling these triggers that would be you know whether it is like a physical one like and explaining oh I have the urge to skin pick right now I'm near a mirror which is like a, a physical trigger of mine or if it was like I'm feeling really overwhelmed it's been a really stressful day and I'm I'm taking my makeup off now and the urge is really high um I think it's I definitely found with with talking therapy that um, it allows you because um, the the therapists that 
you talk to, they're not necessarily, some of them aren't trained to tell you what you're feeling or experiencing, but they're there to ask the right questions to get you to mm-hmm. start questioning out loud some some deeper rooted things and digging a bit deeper each time, right? And yeah. saying things out loud, it, there's so much power and strength within that because all of a sudden, it's like what you were saying about ripping off a Band-Aid, like, yes, mm-hmm. it hurts. And there's times where... Mm-hmm you don't want to attend your session or like you're exhausted yeah. thought you're like oh god oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm now gonna do yeah. this but and and it's draining as well you get off it and sometimes you feel liberated and energized and other times mm. you just want to crawl into bed it's so yeah. because it takes mm. a lot of emotional energy but long term mm. that when you start like and maybe you agree like over time you start to feel um just a little bit more um, capable, just a little bit more yes. like confident in your ability to communicate how you're feeling. And, and, mm-hmm. and sometimes, um, I mean, I don't know about you, but I found that like talking to a, a professional therapist about it, it then allowed me to build that confidence to talk more openly to my loved yeah. ones and like my, my uh, other half, for example. And, and it was kind of diverting to that and that's such a healthy habit to start implementing right yeah that's so true and I feel like a lot of people think that they can't rewire their brain or they can't create new neural pathways but you definitely can and yeah I totally agree with everything you said there um yeah and because this therapist is a very much a safe place you know to talk about those kind of things and then once you're able to you know more yeah like you said talk about it then you you feel like you can talk about it with others. And I think what has helped me with, with this is like, you know, because sometimes we can ask, well, why do I have to go through this? Or why did I have to go through this? And I feel like there is purpose in things that we go through, whether or not we know it yet. I think even just like this, that's why I was like, okay, I want to share my journey with skin picking and same with you, you, you're, you felt called to, to help people and make sense and make, and, and giving it purpose can really help, you know, kind of thing. And then, and helping others with it. And I think that's really good. Thank you. I think one thing about kind of discussing it out loud, that's helped me in my journey with it um, mm-hmm. is that it de- stigmatizes it in my own mind the more you talk about it the more you get to know other people that are doing it and you're like well actually this is extremely common and I'm yeah I'm not a weirdo I'm not a freak all these (laughs) critical sorry cynical and judgmental voices in my head it's like well I don't know if I believe you as much um yeah yeah but it's it's definitely cool to be able to connect with other people. Um, and obviously everyone is very different, different journeys, different triggers um, and different methods to towards healing and, and stuff. Um, but I definitely agree about, you know, you can just the same way that we've learned a behavior, we can learn new behaviors. Like it, it's just a case of, um, of consistently like powering through the willpower of it. And that kind of leads me on to my next question. So you were um, 
initially you were like, right, I'm going to see if I can get through this month and then just kind of take it month by month, see how we go. Um, did you experience initially any of that, the feeling of like discomfort, you kind of going against the grain of what you've, you've done for so long. And, and can you like explain a bit more about that, those kind of feelings once the motivation started to subside and you were like, Oh, this is a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was definitely um, uncomfortable in the way that like, you know, cause sometimes we have, there's more urges than others. Um, and I remember just like, who, like where I would almost kind of have almost physical a bit sensations of like, where I'm just like, like, I, like, it's almost all I can think about. Like, it's almost like, it's just like, that's, that's the only thing. And, um, so it's, it's very important to, yeah, like I, I just, you know, really like would talk to people being like, this is, I'm really feeling this right now. And so, and then, you know, um, I would definitely have like, you know, just strong urges and yeah, since it was something that I really was, um, yeah, that was so deep. I, I definitely had, um, just had moments where it was just like, that's all I could think about and stuff. But then I brought myself to, okay, I'm going to pick. Okay. And then after picking, how is that going to feel? I almost like took myself to after picking mm-hmm. and people that have picked, they know that there's a lot of shame. There's a lot of guilt. There's a lot of, um, you know, you look at your face and you're like, Oh my goodness. And you know, so I kind of almost brought myself there and I'm like, do I want to feel that right now? And I'm like, no. And so like, that's almost kind of, that's what is really one of the many, many things that has helped me um, be like, okay, no, I, you know, I'm experiencing an urge right now. And also kind of like understanding that, okay, there's a urge coming there. I'm feeling something right now, but then it's like, instead of trying to suppress that urge and be like, no, 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 no. I can't, I can't feel that urge being like, okay, what's this urge here to tell me what's, mm-hmm. what's this, what's this trying to let me know, like, you know, kind of almost sitting with it, but we also want to like, just really push it aside and be like, Nope, I don't want to feel that right now. But once we just like almost kind of put it up to the surface and realize, Hey, you know, cause when you try to suppress it, it just almost kind of comes up, you know, very like aggressive, but when you're just like, okay, like a guest, hello, you're here for a little bit and then you can leave, you know, kind of thing. And so, and, you know, it might be a, you know, an hour might be longer than that, but you know, they're going to come and they're going to go. And um, yeah, that's kind of just what I've experienced with it. And even like, um, I know different fidgets kind of, work for different people. Like, you know, for me, like, I don't know, like fidget spinners were not for me. Um, and it's kind of just knowing whatever worked for you. Like, um, I'll just have it right here. Like this, like poppets kind of thing. Okay. Um, you know, they were, they were, they were great for, for me for that first, I would say that, you know, like you said, that first discomforting time, there would be times where I just like, I just grab that thing and I'd just be like playing with it. Like, a lot. And yeah, that just, that's just something that worked for me during that really initial tough time of refraining. Mm. 
And um, I, one thing I get asked at, asked about a lot is like the satisfaction element of it. So a lot yeah. of people, um, they try different things, fidget toys or mm-hmm. even, yeah. you know, the whole counting, like what you said earlier yeah. about like, um, I'm going to stop tomorrow. Like as of tomorrow, I'm going to stop. <laughs> yeah. um, and and yeah. it, it almost always never really works. Um, it, and I mean, the fidget toys themselves are great when you've chiseled it to a fine art of understanding like what type of ones work for you, which environments you go to that your triggers where you can put them. So for example, like a trigger toy, like keyring on your car keys when you are in traffic and that's an area that you'd pick or something like that. Yeah. Um, Me also like, um, it was cutting my nails all the time, you know, getting them really short. I don't know, like with my nails, they very much just like to grow like weeds. I don't know. They just like to grow. And so then I noticed that picking wasn't as like, you know, where you were talking about the satisfaction of it. Yeah. It wasn't as satisfying having short nails than having long nails for me. It was just like, I was like, oh, this is not as fun, you know, kind of thing, or this is not like, you know, and it's kind of, you know, interesting that we, you know, say like fun because it is kind of giving us that dopamine rush of like, yeah, this is, this is, this is feels good and stuff like that. Um, which I think a lot of people don't understand because they're like, oh, you're kind of like hurting yourself in a way. And how can that be fun? But it's, yeah, it's just that kind of satisfaction of it, which, um, you know, putting, yeah, just replacing that kind of those you know what you would usually get to have that dopamine uh rush or whatever to do that in a different healthier way and so and I definitely find that's what's helped me as well is like um in the past that was always a big thing that kept me imprisoned it felt like in those moments when that the satisfaction no matter what I was trying and it was kind of like oh I feel like I've tried so many things and um, I'm constantly going back to this because of that satisfaction element and that feeling of reward when you haven't done it for a while. Say you've got an event and then you yeah. want to a certain way and then the event's passed and you're like, yeah, I, can yeah. go, I can go crazy yeah. now. Great. I can. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I understand. Yeah. But it, but yeah, I, I definitely agree with you that the whole, um, the whole thinking forward and being like, well, right now um, I could do this. And I think meditation helps a lot with this as well. Like the mindfulness in in terms of sitting with the thought. And Mm -hmm. as you say, um, I think there's this quote, it's like, um, if you like push away, if you push away like bad feelings or emotions, they'll go down to the basement and lift weights. Like they'll come back stronger each and every time. That's a really good one. Yeah, that's really good. But it's like, but it's so true though, right? And so when you just sit with it and you're like, okay, I get it. I understand what, why you're here. Like, you know, say, say for example, you've had a really busy day at work and something went wrong and, and you, you're, you know, annoyed about it and and you just can't wait to get home and, and skin pick. But sitting with it mentally in your mind, you're like, why? Okay, I can, I can understand why this urge is here right now um it makes sense because of xyz and that you know inwards reflection of like um well i can i can sit with you on that and i can look at what healthy things i can do instead yeah. to implement now that's also gonna 
you know, the more I do it, the more satisfying it is because I come away. It's a double win. It's like, you've got that dopamine, like that, the positive, um, brain chemicals and you're feeling good. And, and I also think oxytocin is such a big one. Like, I don't know about you, but I get a lot of relief by when I'm feeling the urge to just like call a loved one or, or see if I can meet up with them and, and just have like a laugh and just catch up. And, oh, um, yeah. and it just, that the kind of hug, they call it like the hug chemical, don't they? And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely, oh. it definitely allows at least for me anyway, these things like allow me to, to take the stresses and frustrations or whatever, like my triggers are to something healthier. And and it sounds like it's quite, it's definitely like a similar experience in some ways for you because you've been able to like channel it outwards and talk and you've you've got that person or persons in your life that you're able to discuss it with, which is, which is so great. And I had another question about that actually um how did you find talking about it with your with your other half yeah um so I know a lot of people can be nervous about talking about it with with um whoever you know kind of thing um and they think oh what will they think of me what will they you know but my partner took it as um they were like, wow, you actually trust me enough to, to tell me this. And they felt almost like just like, it was a compliment in the way that they just felt like, wow, you actually trust me. And, um, and they were like, well, how can I help, you know, kind of thing. And, and I think that's a sign of a true, you know, person where they're like, instead of being like, oh, well, that sucks too bad, you know, kind of thing, but being like, okay, how can I help? um how can I um I know it's ultimately like they can't take it away but how can I help relieve something or how can I what can I do and he was learning more he had never heard about skipping picking so then he would want to learn about it more and then that made me feel less alone um I think also I would talk to my mom about it too because I lived with my mom for a bit and I think it's, you know, it's hard when you see your, you know, your daughter um, doing this to herself. So there'd be times where she would just like, just really feel like, why are you doing this? You know, kind of thing. And, and then sometimes when people react badly to it, then that's, then you kind of want to shun and isolate yourself more. But then I just kind of had this conversation with my mom being like, Hey, you know, um, when, when I know you're distressed about what I, you know, what I was doing and stuff like that, but I need in that moment grace and I need, I need assurance and I need, um, encouragement kind of thing. And so just like, sometimes people won't know how to help because they think, well, if I just, just tell them to stop, you know, kind of thing, you know, and, you know, but, um, but just kind of letting them know, Hey, this is, this is what helps me. Um, and I know you're just trying to look out for me and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, just communicating that to, to them. And then when you have that kind of group or, you know, community that can support you in the way that you've told them how that helps, then I feel like that you're on a road to success and stuff. Yeah. Amazing. I think, um, it's really important what you're saying about, 
you know, being able to openly communicate what you need. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, you've said that you're a very empathic person and I would consider mm-hmm. myself an empathic person as well. Yeah. And so it's yeah. the same struggles about, about how we feel so much for things. Like for me, um, like I can't, I can't watch like, um, sorry to cut you off, but I'm like, oh, another empathic because I can't watch like scary movies. I don't know, for me, it just is too much for me. Like it's, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't. Just, it's yeah. like I, I actually like sometimes I've just just turned things off when it's awkward yeah, yeah. or like it's uncomfortable. It's like I just can't deal. Like this is just <laughs> affecting me so much. <laughs> and my yeah, yeah. hobby is like, can we just watch this? I'm like, I, no, 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 no. I, no. <laughs> I am the worst. Don't ever watch a movie with me unless you are like me. Then we can just yeah, no, I yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't really watch movies a lot either, just because I'm like, yeah, it's just. Yeah, it's hard for me. And even if someone wants to watch two movies in a row, I'm like, no, I need to process the oh, first movie. <laughs> I can't imagine anything worse than like a yeah, a double back to back. Like that's, no. that's a lot of energy. I'd be like, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need about two, three hours just to wind down. For yes. the deal, oh, right? Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, so what I was saying about uh, being empathic. Obviously, you, you're it's easier it's it's helpful in a way because we're able to connect to how the other person is in Mm -hmm. terms of like what they may be experiencing on the other end of that conversation and so even though it's it can be very stressful if you're talking to someone that's like just well can you just like stop or like you know it's a loved one and they they don't really know how to communicate on the other hand although it is very frustrating and it's like well no (laughs) I can't just stop that's why I'm having this conversation um, yeah. The, on the other side, the, obviously, there's a there's a very high chance that they're experiencing a lot of like discomfort with the conversation mm-hmm. and fear because yeah. they don't know what's wrong and they just want you to be okay. And and yeah. I think what you said is so important because it's like when you approach that conversation, it's it's vital that you go there with not not so much an action plan but just kind of preparing to explain to them what you need from them because yeah. if it was me right I've got two younger sisters and they yeah. came to me and they were like I'm experiencing this naturally I would want to fix it I would be like right yeah. fix it mode like let's get it sorted yeah. and they were like no <laughs> so, yeah 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 so yeah. I, I can see how other, you know, um, whether it's your spouse or your parents yeah. or your best friends or whoever like loves you, they're like, right, let's get it done. Let's fix yeah. this. They're like, no, no, this is actually adding a lot of more pressure onto things. And so what you're saying about coming there and saying, look, this is what happened. This is what I do. This is what I'm kind of um, struggling with. It's not necessarily like me. It's just kind of a... Um, a symptom of, of a, a wider thing that I'm trying to to work on and this is what I, I kind of need from you to be able to help like so mm. you know, in your sense you were saying like your patience and encouragement and, and things that make you feel more motivated to mm. do to go down the positive route of, of managing it rather than somebody meeting you with um pressure and um you know, in consideration, just like, just stop, like, just, fix. Yeah, just want to be, yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. What, what would you say to somebody who, um, who wanted to, to like take it seriously? You know, somebody that felt like they've tried loads of different things, and they're just like, they feel, you know, they're in that moment where they're in despair, and they're like, I just, 
I just want to be able to manage this. Like, I just want to be able to live a life that isn't controlled to a T by my skin picking and having it affect my overall quality of life. What advice would you give to someone in that position as you've been, you know, at least five months um, successfully managing a skin picking? Yeah. Well, first of them, first, first, first of all, I would, I would give them a hug. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't know. I'm a hug, a hug person, but um, I, I've definitely been there and I don't want someone to see me and be like, well, she's that kind of person. Oh, she, well, maybe she's just able to do that because I don't know what's in her genes or is it, it's, 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 that's, but I've been there too. And when you know that like someone has been there as well, and they're also like came out on the other side of it, it gives hope, you know? And, um, and I think maybe, you know, you know, people can do a lot of things, you know, kind of thing. Like, well, if I just do a fidget and I just, I do this. And if I just do a whole bunch of things and be busy, then but it's like, well, maybe it's not about the amount of things, but being able, the quality of them or what you, what can you get out of that? Like, so if you're just like, oh, I'm just going to go to therapy, but you know, but realizing like, oh, I don't really don't want to do the hard work for this, you know, it's, it's about what reflecting on yourself and, and not just keeping busy with just a whole bunch of things so that you don't pick. Um, but yeah, like we said, just taking that hard look at the source, the root and, and believing in yourself that you can overcome this and you um, oh man, I'm just like, I just like, I just get so emotional because I just like, I just have been there. And where I was thinking there, I, I'll, I will I be able to stop this? Is there hope or, you know? Um, and there's just so much emotion that comes with it. And I think, um, yeah, even, even my faith and even, you know, people praying for me has been so encouraging for me as well. And it just, I just really, I just, whoever's listening to this, I, I see you, you know, I understand. And um, I know you're going on your unique journey and, you know, I, I you know, I don't want to, you know, be like, oh, it'll be all okay. You know, cause we always want to tell, it'll be okay. I'll be okay. I'll be okay. But it's like, well, what does that mean? You know? Right. And so, you know, just, just really looking, looking deep, being willing to look really deep in, in yourself and yeah. And what you're wanting out of um, your life. Because I, I was, I was at that point, I was just through with being controlled by it. And, um, and it's almost like you just, and, and that's not just the only thing that was able for me to stop, but it was one of the things where I was like, I don't want to be doing this five years from now. And I, I, I want to, I want to live a life that's, that's like to the fullest of, um, you know, and, and just, you know, being very purposeful with everything I do. And it takes a lot of work, but yeah, I just want to, I just wanted to say that with grace and I just want to come about it with, 
um, just the most gentle way of saying that. And so, yeah. Thank you so much. Such wise, wise words. And it's really, it's really beautiful to hear because I can see, I can, I can feel the love (laughs) that comes from it and, and, Um, you know, you, you care so much, um, something that you've experienced that has helped you so much and and to to want others to feel that warmth within themselves it's I can definitely feel it I have goosebumps especially <laughs> watching I am like oh yes yeah oh yeah <laughs> um so, yeah. so as as we're kind of bringing this conversation to a close one thing I, I like to ask is is if you have um, a favorite quote and to kind of elaborate on why it is your favorite yeah oh man well when you and you were asking me about that I was there were so many like I have a vision board right now and so it's all these kind of um not just like oh that's a nice quote but it was it was something where like I want to embody this I want to um really um just take it you know, so I can remember every day, like, okay, yeah. Um, uh, one of them was stop living on autopilot and start living on purpose. So basically kind of with every interaction you do, what's the purpose in it? Always asking, well, why? And I think for me, um, I know it's a little bit, <laughs> a little bit of a rabbit trail, but I just feel like with people, we, we, we wait till they pass away to tell them to say how we felt about them. But I'm like, well, why don't we just tell them Mm -hmm. right now? Like, why don't we just tell them, Hey, I really appreciated this about you. This is something that inspires me about you. And I just want to, like some people are kind of really off put about sometimes me because I can be very deep and very like, but I, as someone who's had, you know, lost, had a lot of, um, you know, like my dad passed away. I've had a lot of people that I've lost in my years. And what I've learned is that life is so precious and living it to the full is just like, is, is so important um, to just, you know, connecting with, with people on a deep level of, yeah, of, you know, who they are and how you want to, when you leave that conversation, you leave feeling encouraged and you leave, you can leave them feeling like that they were heard. Um, One of the things that even another quote, like my dad, um, a lot of people said that when he listened to people or when people talked to him, he, they felt like they were the only ones in the room because, and that's what I want to be. Like, I want to treat people and listen to them. Like they're the only ones in the room because it's, it's hard when, cause like in this day and age, everybody's attention span is so just like, you know, TikToks or whatever, you know, just, it's very like very minimal. But when you have someone who can just like, I want to really listen to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd be like, Oh yeah, whatever, you know, kind of thing, but like really listen, that's what I want to, uh, want to body. And off, obviously this, um, there's this other verse from, from the Bible that um, nothing can separate me from, from God's love. Um, and I just feel like, you know, sometimes we can feel like, oh, you know, just even in, in, in skipping and skin picking, we just feel isolated. We don't feel worthy. We don't feel stuff like that, but there's nothing that can separate you from that love. And there's, you know, and um, yeah, that's just that's a long version. That's a long answer. Yeah. 
So. No, I loved it. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And I, I think um, whether you're a person of faith, it, and, and it could be any faith, um, yeah. even if it was, you know, towards the universe or even to objects or whatever, I think like that art of gratitude um, mm-hmm. and just feeling, you know, the abundance around you of like, I have so much to be thankful for. Um, mm-hmm. It was so much in my life, whether it is, you know, to... Mm-hmm to your creator or if it is to your um your family or friends or even just memories you've had or or things around you you know a roof over your head these things like I, th- I think what you touched on you know with, with skin picking it is so isolating and and it's so often it just kind of keeps us in this bubble of of like mm-hmm. self-torment and just mm-hmm. an exhaustion and so many other emotions from it but um but I I think you know touching on what you said that that is so important to see that there's so much more around you there's so much love around you um and I can definitely feel that from from you even though you know we're not in the same room I definitely feel a lot of warmth from you and um and I wanted to say like thank you so much for taking the time it's been it's been such a lovely conversation um I feel very honored to to hear about your journey thank you so much for sharing it with me um, and, and if anybody wanted to reach out to you, Michelle, where would be the best place for them to do so? Yeah. So um, if anyone wants to reach out to me, uh, you can reach at me on my Instagram. Um, I think you'll probably maybe have it in the description. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. But um, yeah. So it's um, yeah. So you can look at there. Um, also, even my email is uh, just my last name, Peters, Michelle, 618 at gmail.com. So um, I'll, I'll yeah. link to I'll link to both of them if you um, are yeah. happy with that. Um, and thank you once again. I hope you have, have a lovely rest of your day, and we'll chat very soon. Thank you very much, Kim. Thank you so much. No problem. Bye. Bye. <laughs>